The earth isn't round, and the earth isn't flat. It's actually a cube. Time is also a cube, and each day is actually four days that happen simultaneously. So said the, quote, wisest man on earth, Otis Eugene Ray, an electrician from Florida. And thus, one of the wildest theories to ever hit the internet was born. The Time Cube Theory. You leave the world behind and enter a large chamber, filled with boxes and crates as far as the eye can see. Welcome to The Conspiracy Clearinghouse. The podcast that takes a rather skeptical look at conspiracies and mysteries. Each episode will examine various conspiracy theories, most of which are not true, a few of which might be a little bit true, and even a couple that turned out, in fact, to be true. There are many boxes in the clearinghouse, and along the way, we'll look at some mysteries and hoaxes as well. We dare to look behind the curtain that's behind the curtain. I'm your host, Derek DeWitt. Welcome to the Conspiracy Clearinghouse. Back in the old days of the internet, in August 1997, a Florida-based electrician named Otis Eugene Ray, who went by Gene, published what he called a paper called, quote, Nature's Harmonic Simultaneous Four-Day Time Cube on a website, which was also called Time Cube. This website was a mess. It had weirdly large text fonts and fonts in several colors, strange diacritic marks that didn't make any sense, incorrect capitalization, bad grammar, obscure diagrams, and weird jargon. And the whole thing was center justified in two columns. First one column, and then as you scroll down the page, it moved over in the middle of the page. It was not separated into separate pages, but was one very, very, very long page that as Gene Ray updated it, he simply added two at the bottom, so it got longer and longer. It was incredibly hard to read. Gene Ray promoted what he called time cubism, which says that space-time is actually shaped like a cube, the Earth itself is cube-shaped, and time is also a cube. So therefore, each day is actually four days that all happen at the same time. The fact that you don't know this is because the modern scientific community is involved in a colossal cover-up pushing spheres and one-dayism. Ray said that he was the, quote, wisest man on Earth. He also said he was, quote, a godlike being with superior intelligence who has absolute evidence and proof. He also later said that he was wiser than God. He became an early internet celebrity, talking at MIT in 2002, invited there by students, and at the Georgia Institute of Technology in April 2005, also invited by students. He certainly did find a following, including an Australian named Richard Yancharsky, who we'll talk about more later. In 2003, PC Magazine said that the TimeCube website was, quote, the number one nutty site on the internet. In addition to people who found the time cube theory compelling and those that just found it amusing and a load of fun, others saw perhaps more sinister things going on behind its often opaque surface. The Time Cube Theory 
So time cubism states that the number four governs the universe on a physical level. The ancient Greeks had similar notions. They said there were four humors in the body, blood, yellow bile, black bile, and phlegm, and they had the four elements of earth, air, fire, and water. So space and time can be divided into four classes, or what you might call corners. These corners pervade all aspects of reality and life. The, the earth. earth. The earth is actually cube-shaped and divided into four quadrants. Also, the two hemispheres of the earth rotate in opposite directions, and the earth has two equators, one that we all know about that goes east-west, and another one that goes north-south. Cosmology. The center of the universe is the binary of the sun and the earth. So the earth isn't the center of the universe, neither is the sun, but the two together constitute the center of the universe. It's a binary because the sun has heat on the outside, so it's masculine, and the earth has heat on the inside, so it's feminine, the perfect balance of masculine and feminine. Time. Time. The four corners of a day occur at 6 a.m., noon, 6 p.m., and midnight. Each one of these, what you might call six-hour sections, is actually a full 24-hour day. Time cubism tells us that if you rotate four corners, they become 16 corners. So that means that four times four days is really one long 96-hour cubic day. Each of the four corners of the day is 24 hours long, and this is what happens in a single rotation of the Earth cube. Noon and midnight are what are known as the major time points, and sunrise and sunset are the minor time points. Somehow, these are associated with Socrates, Jesus, Einstein, and Bill Clinton. And the four corners of the year are, of course, the four seasons. Theology. Theology. God is also four, not one. That is a lie. Life, life cycles. cycles. A person's life has four corners. Baby, child, parent, and grandparent. We are all of them at once, but we are also not all of them at once, obviously. Those of us that, who choose not to have children, I don't really know what that's all about, but anyway. Physiology. Physiology. Humans are, quote, personified pyramid corners. A person's head has four corners, the face, the back of the head, the left ear, and the right ear. We have been taught that one-fourth of ourselves is the whole story, but it is not. There's not one you. There are four yous. You do not have two hands, you have opposite hands that don't add up to two. Because they're opposites, they cancel each other out. Race. race. There are four race corners, black, white, Asian, and Indian. That's it. There are no other races. A big part of Time Cubism, or this Time Cube website and Mr. Gene Ray's ideas, is that educated people are all stupid, education is evil, and religion is evil. He even has a backstory. The backstory. Back in 1884, a group of men met in Washington to decide that henceforth we would only measure one day of 24 hours and not the true cubic day of 96 hours. What Mr. Ray is referring to is the creation of Greenwich Mean Time at the International Meridian Conference, which was in Washington on October 1st, 1884. He really hates GMT, saying, for example, that it's ridiculous that if it's noon in England, it's a different time somewhere else. How does that make any sense? He says, <laughs> get ready for it because it's, it's a little hard to follow. 
The academia created one day Greenwich time is bastardly queer and dooms future youth and nature to a hell, unquote. He also reproduces a letter on his website, which is obviously fake, from a person who says that her mother was a teacher and who was forced to, quote, uphold the Greenwich myth until death in order to get her teaching certification. The creation of the GMT meridian was partly to hide the fact that GMT is actually that second equator at a right angle to the one that we all talk about and know about. GMT was adopted instead of the correct way to measure time, which is four days happening simultaneously of 24 hours each, equaling 96 hours per fourfold day in order to, quote, not change the one-day marshmallow, unquote. Ray says that marshmallow time is wrong, that's what he calls it, and that, quote, no man of earth has no belly button, which I think means that everybody has a belly button. He says this proves that it's a lie and everyone who believes in marshmallow time is a liar. He calls this belly button logic. It's quite circular. The idea is this. Everybody has a belly button. Belly buttons connect us to the four corners and the fact that everyone has one proves that there are four corners because that's what a belly button is. It's a connection to the four corners. So if everybody has a belly button, then what is it connecting to? The four corners, obviously. The belly button is, quote, the signature of your personal creator, who he names Mama. There's also some stuff in there in belly button logic about teenagers never really dying but being eaten by adults. I don't know what that means, but I think he's saying that if anyone claims that someone dies as a teenager, they did not die, they were eaten. There's also a lot about how teachers and scientists and others expound oneness, always capital O-N-E-ness. He also calls this the unicorn scam and cyclops mentality. People who push this are, quote, evil liars and, quote, retarded, and that those who believe it are, quote, brain slaves and, quote, cursed. People who have not seen the truth of the four days, quote, do not deserve to live on earth. There's also some talk in there of, quote, non-pulsating logos and burritos, uh, but I really cannot figure out what he's talking about with that. In his cosmology, the number one is death, and until we all, quote, burn the marshmallow, unquote, and see the truth of four, we will all either, quote, die boring, or perhaps we're already dead, or we're living as although we are dead. People who push oneism or marshmallow thinking are evil. People who believe it are evil, though perhaps they can be saved. He thinks people who unthinkingly believe in the one, snot brain androids, who do not deserve to be kissed. He wants people to wake up and join a cubic army of four days to convert boring one-day adults to save them. So I don't know if he wants to kill people or if they're evil or if they're dupes or I don't know what's going on there. He also thinks that if people cannot be woken up from oneism, there will be what he calls an Easter Island ending, which if you scroll way, way down the page, you finally figure out means that everybody will become cannibals. Opposites create, and then the opposites have opposites. That's where the four comes in. It's not one, it's not two, it's four. In Ray's way of thinking, you should never, ever, ever say the number 16 because it demeans the value of four. Instead, you should always say four fours. He doesn't have a prohibition about any other numbers or multiples of four. So 32, perfectly okay to say, but not 16. 
He says the time cube theory is the theory of everything explaining all things. And on the website, there's a lot of talk about masturbation. There's more talk about burritos. There's some talk of tacos as well, which might mean the owners of religious or academic Christianity, or it might mean the concept of God as a single entity. That's the taco. I don't know. Some Some obvious obvious refutations. refutations. There's a video of Ray talking about kind of how it all came to him or an easy way to understand it. He says, look, if a teacher told you to stand in a corner when you were bad in class, you only had four corners to choose from. So therefore, three-dimensional space is not true. Four corners, not three corners, four corners. Actually, though, a cube has eight corners. He forgot the four corners on the ceiling of the room. A cube has eight corners, it has six faces, and it has 12 edges. So the number four is a square, not a cube. Of course, one has to ask if the entire educational system is about pushing the sphere one-day marshmallow idea, how did Gene Ray escape the brainwashing? I suppose the answer is that he's a godlike being and the smartest person in the world. He also has something in there about the fact that horses having four legs is further proof of the cube nature of Earth. He talks quite a bit about four-legged animals. He seems to forget about birds who have two legs or snakes or worms who have no legs. The Time Cube website. The Time Cube website has sometimes been referred to as a green ink site. This is a pre-internet term from journalism uh, from the UK for basically raving lunatics. The idea was that they would always put whatever they thought was their important information in green ink to make it stand out. You also see in these green ink publications, lots of exclamation points, lots of strange capitalization, offbeat grammar, jargon that is clearly just made up, threats and warnings directed at the reader, and so on which the TimeCube website does. At certain points, it seems to be saying, hey, wake up. At other times, it seems to be saying, you're a piece of garbage for not understanding. Interestingly enough, a lot of people who are green inkers seem to favor the papyrus font, especially if they're pushing some kind of new age thing. In addition to the website being hard to read because of the actual way it's written, it is filled with a huge amount of anger which goes after various targets. Academics, scientists, religion, other people in power, sometimes at the reader for being enslaved by marshmallow thinking one-ism. There's quite a bit of talk about, quote, you deserve death for singularity evil, and students in schools who blindly believe everything they're taught are dog brain students. He also says in there that the myth of God, the one God, evolved from the myth of Santa Claus. So I guess Santa Claus is much older. There's a lot on there about how smart he is and how everyone else is stupid. He focuses a lot on fathers and mothers, especially mothers. He challenges academics and he also challenges Wikipedia to disprove his theory and says he will give them $10,000 if they can show irrefutable proof that TimeCube is wrong. However, since he is the only person on Earth smart enough to understand TimeCubism, he would have to be the one to make that determination. I mean, it really does seem like the ravings of a deeply disturbed mind. I'm going to just read you one small verbatim section. Quote, Educator boring is to ignore time cube until forgotten or I die. Singularity educators are boring bastards justified to be killed. Ignorant of nature's harmonic four-day time cube creation, the Americans are dumb, educated, singularity, brilliant, and boring. 
It's not immoral to kill Americans who ignore their opposite burrito parents who created them, but instead worship a unicorn taco who claims to make people out of dirt when the body is 90% water. A god so brilliant that he claims only a single day rotation of Earth, while my cubic wisdom has allowed me to create four simultaneous days within a single Earth rotation. Americans do not deserve life. They live only for today, the boring singularity, word bastards. That's all together on the website. Now, Gene Ray says that the design of the website is intentional. He says with a book or a document, people can just take out sections out of context and then use that to further their own arguments. Instead, he designed the website to be like an online billboard so that the mind sees it all at once. I don't think that he understood that his incredibly long website didn't fill the whole screen at once. No one has a screen that big and that people would have to scroll down in order to see more and more and more of it. And obviously you can take sections out of it. I just did. There's one website out there that critiques it saying that if you try and read the entire website in one sitting, you will experience physical and emotional pain. He was a busy bee. He didn't just have the one website, he actually had four websites, which probably shouldn't come as much of a surprise. There was the TimeCube website, and then there was Above God, Greatest Thinker, and The Wisest Human. Above Above God. Like TimeCube, Above God has a similar format and a lot of the similar sort of hard-to-follow logic and grammar and punctuation and so on. It has a lot more of his anti-Christian views, though, as well as his views on race. He says in there that Christianity is a poison, and he also targets the newspaper, the St. Petersburg Times, as evil to children because they won't publish his theory. Apparently, every once in a while, he would send them printed-out copies of his website or maybe handwritten notes, hoping that they would publish it, and of course, they didn't. He also says on here, this is his race stuff, that each part of the day corresponds to one of the four races. So Indians get sunrise to noon. Noon to sunset is the whites, one of the major points. Sunset to midnight is the Asians, and midnight to sunrise is for the blacks. He also mentions on there that he is very much against the mixing of races. Greatest Greatest Thinker. thinker. On the Greatest Thinker website, there's a lot more stuff about God. He does make one good point on there, which interestingly, out of everything that he writes, on all the things he does, it's probably the single most coherent long sentence he writes anywhere. He writes, God is the supreme excuse for human adults to absolve themselves of any obligation to preserve natural resources for their children during their lifetime. Wisest Human. human. The Wisest Human webpage was a true exercise in minimalism. It had just the title, The Wisest Human to Ever Live on Earth, and then a link which hyperlinked back to the TimeCube website. That was it. Now, all those other websites are gone. The TimeCube website became so notorious, it spawned what's known as the TimeCube Law, which states, as the length of a web page grows linearly, the likelihood of the author being a lunatic increases exponentially. As the site lived on, he kept adding to it, making it longer and longer and longer, increasingly adding arguments with academics that he felt were not qualified to critique him. He awarded himself a doctorate of cubesism, because no one else understands it enough to be able to give him that title, he would occasionally change certain elements of his theory, honestly making it even harder and harder and harder to follow the logic. The fact that people found it difficult to understand just proved to him that that his theory was correct and he was the only one smart enough to understand it. 
Now, when Gene Ray died in 2015, the website went down. Its passing was noted on several websites. And then a short time later, someone posing as Gene Ray renewed the site license and the website went back up. This lasted until 2017 when it went down again and was archived on the Wayback Machine website. However, very recently, someone else has revived it again and there is now an actual copy of the website online. Feel free to look at it if you dare. The man, the man himself. himself. All right, let's talk about Gene Ray. Who is this guy? Because it just sounds like a nut, right? He was born July 2nd, 1927 in Wetumpka, Alabama, and then he died of cancer on March 18th, 2015 at the age of 87. He says he was one of 14 children and that they grew up very, very poor. As I mentioned at the beginning, he was an electrician, mainly living in Florida as an adult. And he also had patented a tabletop game called Marble Game Resembling Golf back in 1978. He had a real patent for this. The patent has now expired, so feel free to create it. In the 1970s, actually, he was not into cubes. He was really into spheres, and he was really into marbles, the game of marbles. He described himself as, quote, a renowned authority on the propulsion and displacement of spheroids. Under the pen name Mr. Marbles, he wrote a 144-page book in 1979 titled Mr. Marbles Marbles for Everyone, published by the Knucklepool Company. He claimed his marble book was the best book ever written on the subject. He also thought that in the game of marbles, marbles represented human souls. Anyway, somewhere in his adult life, he moved to Cumming, Georgia, which is northeast of Atlanta near Lake Lanier. By his own estimation, he spent a quarter of a million dollars researching TimeCube over the years, financed through credit cards. He claimed children would write him letters detailing their persecution for reading his website at school. He said that physics students at Cornell University wanted an open time cube debate. He sent faxes aplenty to universities, one of which finally told him to stop sending faxes or they would sue him. And he frequently sent documents to Stephen Hawking. He claimed that NASA had sent him death threats for threatening to expose the cube nature of space and Earth. So, yeah, he sounds like a schizophrenic to me. His hatred of normal people, his hatred of smart people and people in power. In fact, his hatred of pretty much everyone who isn't Gene Ray. He even acknowledges at one point that at least one psychiatrist diagnosed him as a schizophrenic. But of course, they'd say that to discredit him. Some doctors reading the TimeCube website have also suggested he may have had serious brain damage. Easy to dismiss. But as I was gathering information about Mr. Ray, I started kind of feeling sorry for him. My thinking was, he's obviously mentally ill, and he had a big enough family, so why didn't they help him? Why wasn't he on medication? And yet, apparently, he had friends, he had children, which means he had a wife, or at least a woman who bore him children. They had kids as well, so he had grandkids who visited him regularly. Maybe they just saw his views as harmless eccentricities. After all, so what if he says all this stuff? What's the harm? It doesn't hurt anybody. True as far as that goes. However, there is also a darker side to Mr. Ray's compulsions. Not, Not so, so harmless. harmless. 
his views on race. As I said before, he thinks that there are only four races. He's very much against race mixing. At one point, he wrote, quote, Integration is a racial slop destroying all the races. He actually seemed to be particularly afraid of black people. He said, White people are not obligated to nurture the black race when actually dark and light should exist on opposite corners of earth as depicted by midday and midnight. The white race is actually stupid to give welfare and integrate with the black race who in time will slaughter them. He said white Americans deserved to be hacked to death by black race for worshiping the oneness marshmallow theory. In 2008, he warned that there would be a new civil war if Barack Obama were elected president and America would then become a black nation as the blacks would rise up. His views views on on Jewish Jewish people. people. He also seemed to be at least a little bit anti-Semitic, saying, quote, Anyone saying that Jesus and his Jewish father had something to do with my birth is a damn evil liar. He says that anybody out there who believes in the unicorn taco is, quote, queer Jew, He also cryptically says, quote, I now know why the Jews deserved their Holocaust, but he does not elaborate on that much further except to say that they worship their own egos, which kind of seems to be what he says about everybody. I'm sure it has something to do with unicorns or marshmallows or burritos or tacos or some kind of food. His views on on homosexuality. homosexuality. All right, so his racism seems pretty obvious. His homophobia is a little less so. He uses the word queer a lot. He says GMT is bastardly queer. He says Jesus is queer. Men and women are opposites, and there is no queer singularity between them. And God is, quote, cornered as queer. Does he mean homosexual, or does he just mean strange? What does he mean here? It seems like he's using the word queer to mean anything that denies his cubist or cubicist theory. He does say at one point, quote, Queers killed my little brother, probably in reference to John Wayne Ray, who was a younger brother of his, who died at the age of 45 in 1989. That was on a Twitter account that he created in 2009. The tweet also said, quote, A queer god induces AIDS. I looked around, I couldn't find any information on whether or not John Wayne Ray died of AIDS-related medical complications in 1989. Timeline fits, though. Richard Richard Yancharski. And now we come to the saddest part of this story. There was a young man named Richard Yancharski who lived in Australia and was a big, big fan of Time Cube, calling himself a cube head and, quote, the second wisest human, with Ray obviously being the wisest human. He first appeared on an atheist forum site called Graveyard of the Gods, pushing Time Cube theory. You have to understand that before social media, there were these forums and BBSs. His posts on there became so popular that the admins actually created a separate cube head and Time Cube board just for people to talk about Time Cube. He created a fan site called Cubic Awareness Online, shortened to just Cubic AO, which was archived in 2019, but now again is back, much like the Time Cube website itself. So I don't know who's reviving these things, but thank you. This website is full of lots of colors and a spinning cube gif and lots of diagrams, but at least it's organized. Maybe it's a little too organized. There's a lot of stuff on that Cubic AO website. 
He then started a YouTube channel in 2006. Now, some people thought that the really low production values and his really weird style of delivery showed that he was, in fact, being ironic and mocking Gene Ray and Timecube. However, apparently that's not the case. Gene Ray noticed the videos and got in contact with Richard, and they communicated. On August 2, 2007, Richard Jancharski traveled from Australia to Florida to meet his idol, and things did not go particularly well. After Yancharski went back to Australia, Ray published an update on the Timecube website saying that Timecube was the only official website for Timecube, so apparently he wasn't so fond of the competition. Yancharski, I guess, felt bad because on his website, Cubic AO, he put the following up. Disclaimer. This Cubic AO website doesn't claim to offer any Cubic prophecies. This Cubic AO site is a secondary unofficial site that is subordinate to Timecube.com. This Cubic AO site is not intended to be glorified above Timecube.com. After this disclaimer went up, Ray then published a new update on the Timecube website saying that Yancharsky's Cubic AO website, quote, trashes my site with his data and erroneous prophecy crap and denouncing the website as harmful to Timecube. He also darkly hinted that Yancharsky may be guilty of copyright infringement. He pinned that message to the top of the Timecube webpage. So apparently, Mr. Gene Ray was done with his only actual fan. In November, Yancharsky put up 18 videos of his August trip to visit Gene Ray. Back in Australia, he was also on a radio show called The Bronze Age of Radio, pushing the Time Cube ideas. And on that broadcast, he seems pretty serious. Despite all of this, Ray continued to reject Yancharsky's enthusiasm. Yancharsky was pushing Time Cube, but Ray was seemingly outright hostile to this. On February 12, 2008, Richard Yancharsky, at the age of 21, took his own life by jumping in front of a moving train in front of a crowd of witnesses. Friends from high school said that he had become distant and isolated after high school. There was also an old story of a few friends taking him to a local brothel so he could lose his virginity, but apparently he simply attacked the ATM machine and then ran out. After that, he started drinking quite a bit, usually drinking alone, becoming depressed, espousing pro-Nazi white supremacist ideologies, and then he discovered Time Cube. Another friend said that Richard was suffering from what he called his gremlins, meaning things in his head. So clearly, Richard Jancharski was mentally ill. Gene Ray didn't care. He continued updating his website from time to time, either not knowing or not caring about Yancharsky's suicide, but eventually he removed all references to Cubic AO entirely from the Timecube website, so maybe he found out about it and felt bad, I don't know. The last website update to Timecube was May 2012, and Otis Eugene Jean Ray died in 2015. Man, Man as, as me. A lot of people started following Timecube as a joke. As one side put it, finding nutcases on the internet is easier than finding NASCAR bumper stickers in a Walmart parking lot. Timecube and Eugene Ray became what's known as an LOL cow, which is a person who is so out there or so foolish that they can be milked for amusement by going along with them, asking them questions, and so on. The Timecube website got listed on Crank.net, which catalogs, quote, cranks, crackpots, kooks, and loons on the net. Timecube gained in popularity after that listing, and various bits of the website became even early memes in forums, like the term educated stupid, which is repeated throughout Timecube. 
As Ray became a bit more known, he secured a series of internet radio interviews with a guy who went by Lionel on eyada.com, which went down in 2002, and now it's back in an altered form. More radio interviews followed for Ray. In 2001, a phone interview with San Francisco-based Bruno Connolly. After this radio interview, he got more attention. It seemed like he was eager to talk to pretty much anybody who would listen. A group of MIT students then invited him to talk at MIT to them on January 30th, 2002. Hundreds of students showed up, some of them getting quite boisterous in their support for Ray and his ideas. Almost certainly each one of them was kidding, but I don't think Ray knew that. So after this, word of mouth begins to spread about Ray and Time Cube, and he starts kind of getting a cult following. Here I mean cult like cult film, not like the Manson family. He got more interviews. People started sending him emails as a joke, saying they were supporting him or that they were facing persecution because they believed in Cubist reality. He appeared on tech TV's show Unscrewed on January 18, 2003. And now, at this point, he's a bona fide early internet celebrity. And he liked it. He liked it a lot. And he didn't seem to understand that people were egging him on because they thought it was funny. When he talked to Georgia Tech in 2005, 230 people showed up. Also in 2005, filmmaker Brett Hanover made a short documentary about Ray's ideas called Above God, for which he won Best Documentary at both the Indie Memphis Film Festival and the Atlanta Underground Film Festival. So, Gene Ray got fame of a sort. Parodies Parodies and and theories. theories. While only Richard Jancharski seems to have actually believed in Time Cube, plenty of others have claimed to believe it as a joke. In October 2001, a satirical article appeared on Everything2.com, set in an alternate reality in which Time Cube was recognized to be true and Ray was awarded the Nobel Prize. In March 2002, a website called Something Awful published an article about the learning triangle theory, which was a spoof of Time Cube, saying that people should not believe in the existence of corners. In 2007, Crank.net published a whole series of parodies about Time Cube. In 2008, a very serious article was published called Proving Human Stupidity, Time Cube, Gnosis, and the Challenge of Radical Cosmology. This was written by by Dawan, a Taiwanese university professor. The website Useful Debate Cards has a whole series of counter-arguments to make if you ever encounter a cubist or someone claiming to be one. What if he he wasn't wasn't crazy? crazy. Some thought maybe the whole thing was a way of sending a message out there that we should all be skeptical and not take what we see on the internet at face value, and that Gene Ray was actually being very clever and making a social commentary. Others thought that maybe he just made a few mistakes, like his confusion about a cube having four corners when it actually has eight. Still, others thought maybe he'd had a falling out with the academic world and he had created this as sort of a social experiment to show how easily people can be influenced by obviously mistaken information. And then some people who believe that thought that maybe he'd been doing it so long, he kind of drank his own Kool-Aid and then started believing it. Still, other people thought he was a sock puppet. A sock puppet is someone who creates or supposedly creates theories that are ridiculous in order to discredit by association all conspiracy theories. This is done supposedly because some conspiracy theories actually have merit, but then there are these crazy ones out there as well, and so people kind of all get lumped together. So somebody might say, hey man, I don't know about JFK's assassination, and then it just get, you shoot them down by saying, oh, what are you, some kind of conspiracy now? What do you believe in Time Cube too?" Personally, 
I think he was an eccentric, possibly a high-functioning schizophrenic, but able to kind of control it most times, at least a, a little bit. But when he was writing, when he was alone, he really let it fly because there's no social break. There's no buddy to annoy right in front of you. Plus, let's face it, the man was pretty old. In videos of him, he comes across as a weird combination of arrogant, frustrated, and tired. He also seems pretty convinced that what he says is really obvious, except that literally nobody else gets it. No one sees what he sees. His writings and self-promotion aggrandize himself. He's the smartest person. He's a godlike being. He has to give himself a doctorate degree in a non-existent field. I mean, he's not standing on the corner yelling at invisible people crazy, but he's clearly not well either. And if it weren't for the internet, he would have had a certain amount of local notoriety and then probably died in relative obscurity. How different really is what Gene Ray is saying from what some people are writing and sharing about things today, like the COVID-19 virus? And like COVID-19 theories and fake news and memes, people spread these things for a number of reasons. They spread them because they believe them to be true. They spread them because they think they might be true or there might be some truth in there. Or because they think every viewpoint deserves attention or consideration. Or because they think it's funny or because they want to discredit proponents of other ideas through association, that's the sock puppet thing, or they're just trolls who like to feel superior to stupid people who they can trick into believing or saying they believe things. Yeah, TimeCube is out there. Like, way out there. And he's clearly a bit of a racist and a bit of an anti-Semite and a bit of a homophobe, as well as anti-intellectual. He's also arrogant and an attention hound. Sounds like a lot of people we might know or read about in the newspapers. But the mechanisms for Time Cube's dissemination are the same as those for conspiracy theories of all types, for real news, for memes, for fake news, and kitty cat videos. We all tend to blame social media these days for things like this getting so much attention, but remember, Gene Ray's ideas got attention before there was social media, when it was still internet forums and talk shows and word of mouth. So whatever the reasons, Time Cube spread far and wide, way past the Florida and Georgia home of a former electrician and a fan of the game of marbles, and his family and small circle of friends. Literally thousands of fans, whether they're serious or they're joking. And one sad and disturbed person, Richard Jancharski, who took it all very, very seriously and couldn't handle the rejection. Or maybe not. Maybe his suicide didn't really have much to do with Time Cube at all. Who knows? The fact is, we can never really know what's going on inside another person's head. So theories abound about whether Gene Ray was serious or not serious, and in the end, it doesn't really matter. We all know the world is not, in fact, a cube, so who really cares if this guy thought it was? What the story of Time Cube shows us is that the internet can be a weird place and very probably a cruel place for people with mental disorders. It might seem like it's an encouraging place at first glance, but then things can get nasty. The problem is not with them, with the crazy people, with the people with mental disorders. It's with us. It's the fact that we'll mock a person or we'll lead them on into thinking that we think the same way they do because we think it's funny and because it gives us a feeling of intellectual superiority over them. Making fun of other people makes us feel better about ourselves. And the problem isn't the technology either. Internet, 
web, social media. They're just tools. They simply reflect what we put into it. We choose to share the things we do to make the comments that we do. And as long as we continue to behave this way, amplified by the web and social media, the more time cubes we will see. Thank you for visiting The Conspiracy Clearinghouse. We're closing now, but we'll open another crate in the next episode. Until then, thank you for listening. Thank you.